Hello and welcome to the Homebrew Magic Podcast. My name is Nelson and with me tonight are Schnell and Teej. How are you guys doing? Uh, Were you like cracking <laughs> a beer or something? It reminded I'm... me that I was going to get one before I came in here. Now I have to leave and go get one. Well, you can go get one when Schnell's telling us what he's been up to. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. No, okay, sounds yeah. good. Schnell, what have you been up to? <sighs> oh my god, this quarantine's going to kill me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's been one of those like hey I've I've got free time now I've got all the things that I want to work on I can work on uh, I've brought home all of my EDH decks I've brought home all of my binders I've brought home all of my singles I've got a third of the store's like good magic inventory in my trunk and back seat right now uh, like professionally I've been doing. Like food dudes, but for magic cards and board games for like the last <laughs> few weeks. I like it. Yeah, but even that, I'm trying to limit it to be like, hey, guys, I'm around for like two or three oh, hours. <laughs> <laughs> now he's ready. Oh, Teach is back. Just somehow okay, drives to my house and kicks my microphone over and goes, it's teach time now. <laughs> ah. <laughs> what I miss? Schnell's I don't even remember what Schnell was saying. Something about how he's been, Schnell's been doing uh, delivery. Yeah, yeah. He's yes. like Uber Eats for magic. Yeah. Uh, Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> Quality ah. radio. <laughs> Honestly, I've just been so goddamn bored, and I like I've been I've been cleaning and sorting cards, and like not doing all of the other magic related things that I want to, because in my in my brain I go, okay, I've got time to do everything, so I'm gonna start every fucking project and accomplish nothing right now, just not a goddamn thing. <laughs> Uh, I am really yeah. excited. I haven't I haven't uh, paying attention to spoilers so far. Um, I gotta say though, I am not thrilled about the actual set and the commander sets coming out at the same time because every fucking card I see, I have to immediately go to the bottom of it and go, okay, is this commander or is this in the set? And why would they put this in the set? Or why would they? Okay, it's a command. That one makes sense. Like every single one, I just have to take a half fucking second and. Like, figure out which, like this, uh, Zaraxa the Exemplary. I'm like, oh, God, that thing is ridiculous. And, like, with all the monsters and stuff. Oh, okay, that one's Commander. Got it. Okay. Godzilla. Godzilla's well, to be silly. Fair, Godzilla's in the main set. <laughs> Kinda. Uh, to be fair, the, the weekend was dedicated to Commander stuff. True. So everything we've been seeing for the past couple of days has only been Commander. Godzilla's not Commander. Well, Godzilla came out on Thursday? Friday. I don't know. Okay. One of those days. But Saturday and Sunday, I think, has been just Commander stuff. I yes. don't know if you understand what it means to be non-essential. All the fucking days have just blended into <laughs> one pile of just That's timeless, That's, timeless existence. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. I'm not even sure if I'm wearing pants half the time. I don't have to. It's just... (laughs) Oh, my God. Right, so why would you? Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm barely essential, and I already don't remember what day it is half the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
So this is it's, this has literally done nothing for me. That's that's fair. <sighs> Anything else you've been up to, Chanel? Or are you just trying to keep your fucking life together like the rest of us? <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's that's about it. Like I want to play more Magic Online and do more video chat stuff. I think Zoom's going to be a good option for that, even though uh, the free option, I think, limits you to 40 minutes. So if we wanted to do uh, games, we'd have to, like, okay, we'll play one game, and then at the end of that game, we will log off and log back on and start a new quote-unquote meeting. Sure. So best two out of three is best two out of three meetings. So if you win your meeting, you go on to the next meeting round. <laughs> you, you go on to the corporate boardroom. <laughs> yes. So I have a question. Yes. What's your question? Why Why are you against Discord? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I'm I've, not against Discord. I'm not against Discord either. Oh, because Discord does it all for you. You can video, you can chat, you can play your games. Because that's what I use when I play... Uh, with you know my other friends, um, Discord does it all. I don't think we need to bring Zoom into this. Uh, so far, okay. The reason why I like Zoom so far is just because Zoom is at the highest video quality I've seen from any of the streaming things I've done. Uh, gotcha. That's fair. That's why. That's fair. Interesting. I, and I haven't. I, uh, I haven't I, actually used the video feature of Discord, so I don't really know. I haven't used it for magic, so it's never been a it's never been a factor. But like Facebook Messenger, yeah, you can do free video chats, but you can't read your opponent's cards at all. Okay. Zoom I Zoom think, has um, a very good compression rate, or com- uh, whatever. I don't interesting. Know, thing. Yes, they do. Yeah. This is this is why I ask questions. I'm not aware of this. Well, you asked why to... I'm a. Why I'm against Discord? I'm not against Discord. Right. It just wasn't a factor no, 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 of it. the ones I've tried. I get it. If you ever, if you ever I challenge just, me to a magic uh, game on the internet, to team, me, what? Said so if you ever challenge me yeah, to I a think magic game he wants on the to play internet, you on we could, internet. Fight? We could try. We're gonna fight. I, I think so. <laughs> In front of the entire internet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Teach? What have you been up to? Oh, not much. I have <laughs> I have my own personal cards. I should probably be sorting, but I'm not. They're just taking up space in my living room that could be dedicated to other things. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, I've been playing Magic on the internet once a week, um, not using stupid butthole Zoom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Zoom, please sponsor the podcast. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. Last night I got a couple of games in. I played... Uh, what is happening? Hold on. Internet, pause. The Ah! It's now... He's Discord videoing me. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm doing a podcast. Leave me alone. <laughs> But I, I was just going to send you a video of me giving you the finger. Oh. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, I put Discord on my phone because I, I had to ask somebody a question over Discord, but they wanted me to do it on the phone for some stupid reason. Um, no. So now whenever I go to Discord, uh, uh, I always forget to take it off my phone because people can call my phone now. Which is, really, which is really weird. Hey, Teach. Hey, Teach. What do you have against yes. Discord? Yes. 
well, let me tell you. Um, their video quality <laughs> isn't nearly as good as Zoom, apparently. <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was playing Magic uh, last night, as a matter of fact. Um, nice. I played Rift the Awakener, and I lost. I almost I almost stuck it out to the end. It was a slow start for me. Um, it's, just, it's five or six player games, which get really long and monotonous. Um, but at least I'm still playing some Magic. Uh, but I was playing against uh, one of the other guys was also playing a tokens deck, Reese the Awakener, or Reese the Redeemed, excuse me. Um, and he got out a coat of arms, uh, making all of his things bigger, and, well, making all of our things bigger collectively, but he was running warriors, and I had warriors out, so all of our creatures were giants. Um, and he was getting ready to take out people who weren't benefiting from this coat of arms, and I was going to let him do it. Uh, but someone else's turn, uh, they played Mirror Entity, which gives the ability uh, uh, to give all of their creatures changeling. So all of their things are going to be super massive. Uh, and I was going to wait till he attacked, and then I was going to destroy Coat of Arms and get uh, 10 tokens out of doing so with Aura Mutation, um, or Artifact Mutation. Uh, but he... what did he do? He... I don't remember what card he played, but he was able to uh, change the target of it, uh, and I got control... Oh yeah, he gains control of the spell, and I gain control of one of his creatures. And then he can change the targets for the spell. So uh, he ended up winning that game quite handily. And then the second game, uh, two of us just ran straight up precons, and... Which one did you play? I played the Ur-Dragon. Nice. Um, and the other guy was playing uh, Angie Falconrath. Uh, who thought he was going to do extremely poorly, uh, and I think he almost won. I think he, uh, I think he almost won. Top three. Um, I was top three. I think one other guy. Oh yeah, uh, one guy was playing uh, Pure and Toothy. Um, nice. And uh, we just couldn't stop him in the end. He was drawing a bunch of cards and able to. Uh, do a bunch of damage every time he was drawing cards with Psychosis Crawler. Um, I had played some Scorch Regent, like, really early game, and I just sat on it. And I was I was up to almost 60 life multiple times throughout the game. Um, so I thought I was going to outlast the Tyran, uh, the Pier and Toothy player. Uh, but in the end, he was just able to draw more cards than... I had life, and and he ended up walking away with that game. Uh, but that was a very fun game. I I like the the uh, Anya Falcon Wrath deck a lot. I played that at the pre-release event we did at Chanel Store, and I had a ton of fun playing that deck. Yeah, I think it's more you know it's it's a little bit more difficult to pilot just because the concept might be a little bit different running a deck full of madness. Uh, <laughs> you know, as opposed to like what strategies are out there in your everyday run-of-the-mill EDH uh, pods, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, and I don't think the... I, I think maybe, like, conceptually, when you first think about it, it seems like there might be a, a, a higher barrier to actually it's running it, but it's not as bad as... Overall. Right. Yeah, that's a fair way of putting it. But once you start doing it, it's 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 not it's not as bad as you kind of psych yourself out to think about it. It's It's a lot of fun, actually. 
But that sounds like a good night at EDH. Yeah, it was fun. Was awesome. that over Discord or? It was over Discord. All right. Nice. You want to make someone, sure someone social, was like we social distancing. Use... Right. Someone was like, we should use Zoom. And I was like, I swear to God, I will throw this computer away in the garbage <laughs> before I let Zoom even touch the screen. I was but even, seriously, Zoom, you can uh, sponsor our podcast. I was even <laughs> getting ready to put music on my Zoom, and then I decided it was too close for comfort, uh, and I wouldn't feel right about that. That's yeah, fair. I liked, I liked the Zoom as an MP3 player. I was going to say, nothing like a well-timed 2020 Zoom joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think my brother my brother might still have his Zoom. <laughs> Junior? Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a... Junior uh, definitely had one. I've got a Dragonborn figure that I'm supposed to paint for him, but he was supposed to tell me what colors to paint it, and then just fucking quarantine hit, so I don't know. Is he still alive? What a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Oh, okay. And he actually sent me a video of that model when he got it, uh, and I was like, man, that's that's a cool Dragonborn. Yeah, I like it's it. sitting on my, uh, my dining room table right now. Nice. Well, Junior, yeah. if you're listening, get a hold of Schnell. Text, text me what colors. I could text you and ask, but I'm busy. Yeah, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> you been up to anything else, Teach, or just kind of getting stuff in and sorting when you can get around to it? Uh-huh. Get around to it. I haven't been sorting. <laughs> I said I should be sorting. I'm doing that. That's, um, that's true. You aren't getting around to it. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's really it. Um, I've been... Uh, looking at all these uh, Ikoria preview cards and some of that stuff is pretty cool. Some of it not so much, uh, but that's been it. You know, nice. As everyone else uh, is suffering from stupid quarantine in the world of Magic, so am I. Yeah, the the gathering is few and far between right now. It is. What have you been up to? Uh man, uh, not a whole lot. I actually right, I let's went. Move on. <laughs> i pulled i pulled the rest of the cards i need for uh or no i think i need to pull like five more uh for the um oh my god i can't think of his name darian the darian king of keldor deck oh, okay. um that i'm working on and the more i go through and like look at it uh, the more excited i am to actually try it out i think that there's some cool stuff going on in there and if the the only thing is like trying to keep that deck within like a budget range it's it's there's so many pieces that i want to get online that it's kind of hard to do without expensive tutors uh you know like idyllic tutors not too expensive right now that one i could probably put in there but like enlightened tutor things like that that i'm trying to avoid it's just because like uh you know so for those of you who don't know uh darian when you are dealt damage you can create that many one one white uh, soldier tokens so obviously divine visitations in this deck and i would love to have that out obviously as early as possible so that you can really take advantage and instead of pumping out one one soldier tokens you're pooping out four four angel tokens with vigilance and flying so essentially you've just got sarah angels coming out every time you take <laughs> a hit of damage and you know that's that's one of the things i want to see happen and then there's just some other cool stuff in there like uh barbed wire and just oddball ways to make not just you but everybody take damage it's just a it's just an interesting deck that i'm i'm excited to actually get to play so i almost have all the pieces pulled for that and then i actually i haven't played any arena 
at all this week. I've just been busy with, with other stuff and like, you know, has been the consensus so far, just keeping up with all of the spoilers that have been coming out over the last uh, few days. Like Chanel said about the main set and the commander set coming out at the same time. It's a little bit of a bummer because I want all of the EDH decks because I just, I like to get one copy of each every year. And then like with the main set releasing at the same time, I'm not going to buy any of it because I'm not made of money. So (laughs) I'm going to take the commander stuff and you know, it's going to be a bit of a bummer, but hopefully, you know, within the next couple of months, we can either, you know, maybe some of the social distancing will be different and they can kind of isolate areas and maybe it'll be safe to play somewhere come, you know, June or July. So maybe before the next core set comes out, I'll get to draft this set and, <laughs> and, and see how it plays. But, uh, otherwise, you know, uh, we can play it on arena, which is, which is fun. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of weird being in a set release time where, you can't get together. It's very, very odd not doing a pre-release or a, a weekend event. So, you know, just kind of trying to figure out how to, to navigate through that. But it is what it is. And, you know, better to be safe and be able to play later than um, get sick and put people's lives at risk. So, uh, but I guess that brings us to what we're talking about today. And we're just going to talk about the commander spoilers that came out this weekend, because obviously that's everybody everybody on the show loves the format and uh, a lot of our listeners do too it's probably the most popular form of tabletop magic out there right now and uh so we got five decks coming out this year there's a uh, ruthless regiment which is mardu arcane maelstrom which is teamer symbiotic swarm which is abzan timeless wisdom is jeskai and enhanced evolution is sultai so we've got the the three the tricolor decks um with some interesting reprints that oh was that some backstreet boys going on no well it might have been Everybody. i had a notification so. and when i opened facebook it did that sweet like hey we're just gonna start blasting videos is that cool <laughs> why not well our podcast could use a little more backstreet boys so we'll just we'll go with Yay. that we'll say that's what it is and we're not gonna cut it right. <laughs> uh hey so tell me, interestingly tell me why. enough why because they're great nah huh. tell me why Fellas, I have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Am I sexual? Yeah, you are. (laughs) No, you're supposed to go, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask if I'm everything you need. When that one guy sings to his four other friends if he's sexual. (laughs) And they all shout back, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a normal EDH night with us. (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm going to tap four islands. Am I sexual? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, there's some interesting reprints uh, this year. So Planeswalkers are are back, and the, one of the ones that caught my eye, and I don't know if you guys saw this because we didn't, you know, send it out across our our chat waves, but um, the Locust God is being reprinted for. I saw that. Ooh. For um, I don't know which deck. It could be the Teamer deck. It could be. I'm guessing probably the Teamer deck. One of maybe, them has maybe the Jess guy. One of them is a cycling deck, so I would imagine it's whatever the cycling deck. Ah, uh, good call. Which uh, I don't I remember. Think it's I'd have to look. It's probably going to be Teamer. Um. Um. Yeah, Teamer. Well, yeah, yeah. Teamer's the one with. So the the 
The um, front of the box general for Teamer is Calamax, the Storm Sire. He's a giant Stegosaurus. He's a 4-4 for uh, one and then a green, a blue, and a red. And whenever you cast your first instant spell each turn, if Calamax the Storm Sire is tapped, copy that spell, you may choose new targets for targets for the copy. Targets. And targets. <laughs> We're going to Boston. Uh, and we whenever you cast an instant spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Calamax. So, yeah, I think it's that one. I think you're right. It is the Teamer deck. Yeah. Um, I, I saw that, and it made me want to buy whatever deck that is because I've been considering getting a Locust God for Niv-Mizzet anyway. Um, it's a good so way to get one. That It's a good way to get one. Uh, I don't know how expensive Locust God is right now, but definitely less expensive than a uh, Precon. So it might be cheaper just to get the Locust God depending on what else is in the deck. But I know there's a couple other cards out there that, uh, that have caught my eyes, so... Hopefully, if they're all contained in that one teamer package, I'll pick up a deck. Uh, nice. Locust God right now is about twelve bucks. TCG mid. Yeah. At, at hour of recording. So yeah, I mean, you definitely, you definitely, um, you know, get some value if you. Oh, you know what? You know, what's that? Um, I'm just looking at uh, the page that I have open now, and I think cycling deck might end up being just guy. Uh, yeah, I think Teamers is Instance Matter. Okay. You uh, know what? I think maybe that's my guess, just based on maybe the... It's in, maybe it's in Jeskai, I don't know. I would imagine it's be going to be in whatever deck wants to draw the most cards. Yeah, probably the Jeskai one, then you're right. Because the Jeskai one is... Yeah, so that's Gavi Nest Warden. That's two, yeah. a blue, a red, and a white. Uh, two five legendary human shaman. You may pay zero, then pay the cycling cost of the first card you cycle each turn, which is just bonkers. Uh, it's kind of like Kadena was last year, where your first morph was free, and then whenever you draw your second card each turn, create a two two red and white dinosaur cat creature token. So I'm gonna guess there's probably gonna be some sweet mutate cards uh, in that deck as well. If you're making these base non human uh, creature tokens. But mutates probably teamer. Yeah, good point. I wonder if they'll try to put it in all of them, just because it's one of the the fancy things they're doing with the new set. Um, but we get Anissa again too. Uh, Anissa, Steward of Elements, is reprinted. Um, so they're reprinting Planeswalkers again. Obviously, Command Tower. So one thing that I thought Nahiri, was interesting. Jace Architect. Yep. So there's those three those three planeswalkers uh have been announced. I don't know if they'll do any more. Uh but I thought what was interesting and maybe maybe I'm just not remembering this, but so Path of Ancestry was printed in Commander 2017 and it's still like a I don't know, probably an eight dollar eight to ten dollar card if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Path six. Of Ancestry is expensive. Um it is expensive because it was only printed in Commander 2017. Uh, but it's actually being reprinted here, and I'm assuming that one, each deck is gonna get a copy of that, just like they did in 2017. Uh there were only four decks that year, but this year there are five. Uh, but I don't think that's gonna matter. I think that it is gonna be in every deck. So that was one reprint that i was happy to see because it should help hopefully uh bring the price down for people who need it and then another one that i was happy to see is villainous wealth just because i just like when that car i like watching that card <laughs> screw other people over i don't like it when it screws me over interesting yeah so um, um 
so far, I am right. a very, very big fan of the goad mechanic coming back and coming back strong yes. from what I've seen so far. Because yeah, that was what I, that was last year, wasn't it? When it when it came. Uh, originally, it was in a uh, conspiracy uh, conspiracy sets. Yeah, goad is from conspiracy originally. I want yeah, to but wasn't it second? wasn't in Geared last year? Uh, I think I think uh, in a sense, like oh, it was that artifact, wasn't it? Never mind. Yeah. Oh, you're talking yeah, about that. It, that yeah, it was that that you put on. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, you're right. Like this, this is just full on goad, and there's the uh, impetus cycle, as well as I've seen at least one other card outside of that cycle that have the word goad written on it, and I love it just because uh, it absolutely encourages politics and group play edh none of this 1v1 trash where a tracks can just kick your ass with swords i'm still better <laughs> i don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> your honor i do not recall <laughs> yeah uh definitely was not me i don't know what he's talking about uh yeah no i like to see that too that it's on something other than just that i, I totally forgot that it was a piece of equipment um that was doing the goading in in last year's uh what last year's offering however you want to put it yeah but i'm glad to see goad back uh and like you said kind of bigger and with more purpose um so okay are there any other reprints you guys were uh were thinking of that you liked to see uh well I'm Reference. I'm pissed off um, that they didn't listen to last week's episode and like take out soul rings. Looks like command towers back. Yep, command tower yep, and soul command ring and, back. Uh, and commander sphere. Commander sphere is back. Yep. Which again, my my issue is okay. Every EDH deck has the same like fifteen cards now. Yep. Yeah, and it's those uh, three mana mana rocks that Teach really likes with commander sphere. Oh yeah, coming around. You're coming around to my side. Uh, Teach. Yes. <laughs> we talked about this. You you are not a huge fan of the three mana um, mana rocks. Before we get into the new three mana mana rock, do you wanna you wanna talk about why you're just you know give us a quick overview of why it is that you're not a big fan of them? Oh geez. Um. Okay. Let me pull up my <laughs> script here. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you did. You did explain it all the other day. So bitch, bitch was, uh, at more people than just us two. <laughs> that wasn't bitching. <laughs> that wasn't bitching. Uh, no, I, I think that had, was a legitimate. I mean, explanation just, for what you yeah, think. No, I was just at my essential job with not a whole lot of essential work to do, <laughs> so I had time to think about my opinions. Um. So, in my opinion, uh. Three mana mana rocks are really slow. Um, they uh, uh, they have they have they definitely have their uses, and you're not a bad player for playing them. I just don't personally like them um, because uh, like the the obelisks from from Alara, three manas uh, three manas three mana <laughs> will get you one of three different colors. Uh, that's no different than like a dark steel ingot where three mana will get you any color. Um, uh, and so when you play that on like turn three, then on turn four, you have five men available to you, assuming that you, you play a land. Um, but it's a lot different if, uh, 
your mana rocks are two mana instead of three mana because then you then you are able to play more things at a faster pace. Um, if I play a mana rock on turn three and then turn four comes around and play a land, I have five mana available available to me. But if I play, if all my mana rocks are two mana instead of three mana, then I play a rock on turn two, which means on turn three I have uh, uh, four mana available to me, and I can use that to play two more two mana rocks. So on turn four, I'm at six mana instead of five mana. So it's it's just a slight advantage. Um, I also said that I would rather personally, this is just a me thing, I would rather have more mana available to me than having uh, uh, mana of a specific type. I will generally favor two mana rocks that give me colorless mana over a three mana rock uh, because again, I'll still have more mana to do the things uh, instead of playing a three mana mana rock which ensures all of my colors. Um, I think I mentioned that tapping, uh, tapping your lands and, and allocating your mana is a skill, uh, which is which is kind of lost on a lot of people. If you have access to all of your colors all of the time, you never have to think about how you're tapping your mana, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But by sacrificing your colored mana pips for colorless, uh, then you have more. Then you have to think more about. Um, do I want to tap this basic for colored mana, or do I want to set that back and use the artifact that gives me colorless mana? And there's a little bit more thought into tapping your mana, which is a skill I think everyone should hone. Uh, it's, a, it's a good skill to have when playing a game like Magic or any other game where you have uh, uh, resource management. You need to learn how to properly resource your uh, your your resources. Um, <laughs> did I just say resource your resources? Yeah, resource your resources. That's something like that, but... <laughs> okay, you're on a roll. Just just go with it. I'm on a roll. Um, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. So Don't fix it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> we'll make him just say resource over and over and over again. Yeah. Resource, 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 <laughs> resource. Your your resources, resource. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, to me, I would rather have more mana early on than having the right mana because I don't have. Uh, I actually. I shouldn't say I don't have a problem tapping mana correctly. I like taking that extra second and trying to plan out how I want to use my mana. So any mana I don't use at the end of the turn, I have the appropriate types uh, left up for me to respond to anything that I need to. Uh, and having more mana available to me allows me to do that instead of having less mana but all of the colors available so I don't actually have to think about what I'm doing. Um, so that's generally why I like two mana mana rocks better than three mana mana rocks. Uh, again, you're not wrong or bad for playing three mana mana rocks. I play some three mana mana rocks. Not many, but there's some out there. Like Chromatic Lantern is a good three mana mana rock. Agreed. Uh, all that, all that, I'll always run Darksteel in think about when it. I have a chance. Uh Chromatic Lantern completely throws out the the conversation I just had about little learning bit. how yeah. to manage your resources. It's very it's important point if you don't, if you you don't have it on the board correctly. or you don't have it. That being said, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so I'm just a big old hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, that's all I really wanted to get out of that. I uh, was hoping that you would make <laughs> yourself sound like a hypocrite. So, uh, mission. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just wanted to. I, I I really thought that that was a good point that you brought up the other day. 
And then this morning, uh, you brought up Manascape Refractor, which is uh, a three a three drop mana rock. That's actually pretty awesome. So uh, not this... only not only is it a three mana mana rock, it also enters the battlefield tapped, which is another thing I don't like doing. But that go is, on. Yeah. That is true. So this thing is like a, a tea shit sandwich, essentially. But <laughs> but there's more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Way. So Manascape Refractor is a uh, three drop artifact that enters the battlefield tapped. Uh, Manascape Refractor has all activated abilities of all lands on the battlefield. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to pay the activation costs of Manascape Refractor's abilities. This thing is insane. I like this card. I like it a lot. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, this was another card I looked at, and I thought, this might make me want to buy whatever deck this comes in just so I can have one. <laughs> I don't necessarily know that it's going to jump up in price that much. I could see it doing that. I could also see it not doing that. Um, but that card in and of itself is really good. Uh, and all these decks are going to come with something anyway, like Arcane Signet. Uh, a card that I hate on principle, uh, and I don't run the one that I already have, but it's one of those, it doesn't hurt to have more copies around. So uh, uh, just picking up another Arcane Signet, or picking up another Path of Ancestry, which I think is going to be in every deck. Um, yep. I would assume These are all is. reasons to buy a deck. Uh, I wouldn't buy them just for the, the, the Signet or the Path of Ancestry, uh, but with cards like uh, Locust God or Manascape Refractor. Excuse me. Hopefully those two are in the same deck. Um, then I only have to pick up the one. Otherwise I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to make a choice at some point in my life. And you know how I hate choices. <laughs> that is yeah. true. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm excited to see this. So it's you know, we've got lands like uh, Thespian Stage. Uh, that can transform into you know can can become a different land or Vesuva that enters the battlefield as a copy of a different land but we don't really have anything quite like this um so i'm i'm really excited to see how it's used and and what it can do you know thespian stage um essentially well no you could technically activate it more than once a turn couldn't you thespian stage yeah well, in theory, you have to tap to use it. But yeah. Right, exa exactly, exactly. Which you also would have to do for Manascape Refractor because you would have to, um, <laughs> you know, tap mana to... You can, you can make Manascape Refractor a copy of any land. <laughs> Manascape True. Refractor has all abilities of all lands, but you can even make it become a copy of a land. <laughs> you can, you you can, you, you can make it be a thespian stage and turn into something. <laughs> yeah, no, I worded that really, really poorly. That is not at all what I meant. No, it makes sense because certain things like uh, Valakut uh, has a triggered ability that you want to take advantage of, not a activated ability. Yeah, so you could turn Manascape Refractor into a Valakut uh, and still have all those activated abilities. That's a very good point. Yeah, there's, 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 there's does Vesuva? Loads of potential I, with I was going to say, does it? Does uh, isn't Valakut? Le uh, no, Valakut's not legendary, is it? It is not. Yeah, that's always weird that it's like a named land that's not legendary. Right. I'm not entirely sure why that wasn't legendary. Aside from the fact yeah. that maybe wizards just wanted to see people run four of in a standard deck. <laughs> Let's see what happens when we do this. <laughs> it's another wizard social experiment. Yeah. Uh, so, 
so we talked about two of the commanders already. We talked about uh, the Jeskai and the Teamer commanders, Gavi Nestwarden and Calamax the Stormsire. So I'm just going to go through the other three new like face of the deck commanders, if you will, that we're getting. Uh, and I'm curious to know what you guys think about these these new commanders. So uh, the Mardu one is Jarena Kudro. So for one in Mardu, you get a 3-3 human soldier. When Jarena Kudro enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 white human soldier creature token for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. And other human, uh, other humans you control get plus two, plus zero. Uh, we, then we have uh, Cathrol. friends? <laughs> yes, I believe she was. <laughs> okay. uh, she played Phoebe. She played, yeah, Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> uh, Cathral Aspect Warper is the Abzan General. So for two and Abzan, you get a legendary Nightmare Insect. That's a 3-3, and it reads, When Cathral Aspect Warper enters the battlefield, put a flying counter on any creature you control if a creature in your graveyard has flying. Repeat this process for First Strike, Double Strike, Death Touch... Hexproof, Indestructible, Lifelink, Menace, Reach, Trample, and Vigilance. Then put a plus one, plus one counter on Cathrol for each counter put on a creature this way. Then the last one is Otrimi the Everplayful. He is the Sultai commander uh, for three in Sultai. You get a 6-6 Nightmare Beast that has a mutate cost of one in Abzan. Uh, and again, we haven't covered this, so if you cast a spell for its mutate cost, put it over or under target non-human creature you own. They mutate into the creature on top, plus they retain all abilities from under it. That's just how trample arts. Jeez, I'm reading the card. That's how mutate works. The new <laughs> one of the new mechanics. Uh, so Otrimi also has trample, and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, return target creature card with mutate from your graveyard to your hand. So actually, mutate is the big mechanic in the Sultai deck. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. So okay, wrong. out of those five, uh, do you guys do you guys have a favorite or like how do you feel about them overall? Are there any that you're that you think are like underwhelming? Oh. Don't all answer at once. Um I oh sorry, I didn't know if Teach was gonna jump in. Uh I really, really like uh Cathril, Aspect Warper. Damn it. Uh, I'm that's sorry. Teach, like. That's that's Teach that's my favorite. Like. Yeah. He, he, Fine. I will I will <laughs> no, immediately no, jump fine. to the one I hate. Or I don't hate, but uh the Otrimi ever playful. Uh the more and more I think about it, I think mutate is trash. Like I think it's a really cool thematic, flavorful mechanic, but all it means is that I'm pumping more and more mana into something and then they unsummon it and all that shit goes away. Or they use a single creature kill and they kill like six six cards. It's like bestow, but yep. but worse. That's a very good point. I actually didn't even think about that. Uh, oh yes, as I've been thinking about mutate. Yeah, I mean, like you said, a simple a simple um, you know bounce card just completely screws up your entire pile of mutations. Yeah, mutate mutate definitely looks fun on the surface, but but I definitely did not. Uh, uh, wasn't a big fan of it personally for those same exact reasons. Putting all your all your resources on on one creature uh, is going to bite you in the ass more often than not. Yeah, and I hate the dies to removal argument, but it's it, yeah, it's sad. <laughs> Sometimes it applies. I know, and in this in this instance, it's hey, it doesn't matter how much mana you're spending on it for one blue. I just undid everything you've you've worked towards. So not only do you have so, the mana so investment, with, you have the turn investments. 
That's a good point. Um, so with Mutate, then, the creature that's sitting on top of the pile of however many cards you have there is the one that's the actual creature, correct, if I'm understanding this right? Yes. The one okay. on top is your creature, and it gets all the abilities of anything underneath it. Okay, so if somebody plays, say, a Rift, and they're bouncing everything, right, they, they're overloading their Rift, now, do you get all those cards back in your hand, or yes. do... Okay, that's what I thought. Um... But if somebody was saying, you know, if they played a boomerang or, you know, um, uh, unsummon blink of an eye or something unsummon on, on, you know, the top card, then everything underneath it falls off and goes to the graveyard, right? No, you're just making one creature. It's, 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 uh, okay. So it's not like an enchantment cause it's all the creatures. So then they all go back to your hand. Right. But then you have to recast then every to single one in order. Everything. Right, yes. right, 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 right. You're okay. not necessarily yeah. losing anything, but you're putting all your 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 time and energy into one thing, and your opponent only needs to kill one thing. Okay, so it's not yeah. like an aura. It's it's an actual mutate card, so it goes with Correct. you because it's a part of this. Cre- I see. Okay, that makes Correct. sense. That makes sense. So it's not as bad as it could be. <laughs> no, yeah, but no. it is still. It is still. Hey. They now only need one answer to deal with what would have been three creatures that you, you know. Oh, absolutely, I mean, absolutely. It's not, Mighty it's not, Morphin, it's not Magic that much Ranger, different. too. Right. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say technically. It's not much different than playing an enchantment on a creature, because um, you're still paying mana and you're just you're just giving a creature abilities. Is, is yeah, all but, you're doing. So it's not. But but how many enchantments can you just choose to play as creatures on their own though? No, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm just saying in terms of in in terms of 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 putting everything on one creature, this isn't something we haven't seen before. We have we have equipment that we put on one creature. We have enchantments we put on one creature. That's all mutate is. Uh, uh, is you're you're just putting things on one creature. I'm not saying it's yeah. any better or worse. Worse, it's 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 the same thing. Um, it's just I will argue with you on this just because bigger. it is worse than equipment. Because I don't have to recast the equipment; I just have to yeah, pay nope. the equip cost. It's, it's worse. It's it's uh, it's it's in yes, in theory, it's worse than equipment because <laughs> you still have the equipment laying around. Uh, in theory, it's also better than enchantments because you bounce your creature; the enchantment goes to the graveyard, not back in your hand. Uh, I just don't necessarily like saying that in terms of it's better or worse because certain decks use equipments more often than other decks. And well, yes, but that's the basis of the dies-to-removal argument. The dies-to-removal argument Correct. is general and dies-to-other-removal. Yep. Yep. Getting real so meta here. In um, general, with no, yes. with no hanky-panky going on. Yeah. Um, I also want to, because uh, Tej didn't bitch enough yet, uh, Kelsey and the Plague... Uh, I'm upset about this card being printed just because experience counters are still a thing. Yes. And I hate my opponents being able to get stuff that I can't interact with. Well, you can't, you you get things that your, your opponents can't interact with well. Because there's, what, one card? So it's not hopeless. You just have to play you white can, and play you can, Yeah, you can do one goddamn Fool. thing. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I actually completely agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Chanel, do, do you not... have Kelsey and do you have Kelsey and up in front of you right now? I have a I have a I digital copy of it. Kelsey and the yeah. Plague. Can you? <laughs> uh, it's a two-two human assassin for a red, a white, and a black. He is a legendary creature. 
Uh, he has Vigilance and Haste, and Kelsey and the Plague gets plus one, plus one for each experience counter you have. He also taps to deal one damage to target creature you don't control. When that creature dies this turn, you get an experience counter. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I, I don't like having things that uh, I can't interact with either. I only built ever one experience counter deck and it was Mizzix of the Ismagus. And I played it once and immediately took it apart because it was way too good and it was not fun for anyone, including <laughs> me, the person playing the card. Uh, experience counters are not... No, I, I never liked them. Uh, I don't even know how to spell experience. There we go. Uh, I, wanna, I just want to look something up real quick here. Um, so... The good thing, yes, okay, uh, the only good thing about, about Kelsey and the Plague is that it's a three-color card, uh, and all other experience counter commanders we have are two colors, so it's not like you can just plop that in the 99 and then just flash it out when you already have a, flash is the wrong word, but just poop it out when you already have a bunch of experience counters from something flash, else. Flash isn't the right word. Poop it. Poop it out. Yeah. Poop, poop it was out. Was the right word. Yes. It always is. Yeah. If they were, uh, I think, I think, I would imagine this was a conscious choice. Uh, if they started printing monocolored cards that had, that gave you experience counters, uh, that would be bad because we already have two color experience counter things yeah. and you're just throwing them in the deck. Uh, so this one, at the very least, you can put in two other, uh, like Kalemni was the one and Daxos the Returned are the other experience counters that go in this deck if you want to build a Mardu experience counter deck. Um, which just can, now that I'm thinking about it and saying the words out loud, is the opposite of the, arguing, the argument I was just trying to make. Experience counters are bad. People don't play them. <laughs> Buy your Mardu deck. Don't play Kelsian. Or Touché. just don't activate Kelsian. You can play a 2 2 Vigilance Ace for 3. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you can tap into do 1 damage to a creature you don't control. Just don't kill it. <laughs> don't let it That's die. That's fair. Don't let it die. <laughs> so, I think. Uh... Yeah, I mean we're all we're all in agreement. It sounds like the Catherall Aspect Warper is probably the most exciting, right, of the five face commanders that we're getting. I did like that one. Um, I would like to. I would like to. Speaking of uh, Catherall, uh, I honestly don't know. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say uh, Calamax the Stormsire. Uh, being able to copy the first ca uh, spell you cast each turn seems like it's gonna be really busted as well. Uh, it's a first, uh, your first instant. So yes, technically, uh, I should well, say technically. yes. Um, uh, yeah, I'll stop talking. Yeah, it potentially. That's what I was looking for. Well, and I like how it says your first instant spell each turn, not like on your turn or on an opponent's right. turn. It's each turn. Yeah, you know. Uh, so then, when you know, assuming you attack with this guy, uh, then he is tapped. So then you get copies of it on opponents' turns, which is pretty cool. Um, and then when you get the copy, that's when you get to put a plus one plus one counter on him. So yeah, I think he's going to be pretty interesting and potentially busted oh, that's as well. Why. Uh, okay, that's a standard card. Okay, 
That's why. Um, um, I want to talk about uh, that robot. The robot? Yes. Hold on. Work computer. Robobo. Yes. Uh, you're talking Robo-bo. about Silent Arbiter? Nope. Not that robot. Fl- this robot isn't, isn't a isn't a commander card, but it might be in the commander deck, and I would imagine it was in the, the, the Cathro deck. Um, and this robot, he's a big boy. Uh, he's made of metal. Uh, he is completely colorless. Uh, and he goes by the name of Crystalline Giant. That's the guy uh, we're yes. talk about. Christine Crawler's cousin. Christine Crawler. <laughs> forgot about Christine Crawler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Christine oh. Giant. Um, at the beginning, uh, 3-3 Artifact Giant for 3 mana. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose a kind of counter at random that Christine Giant doesn't have on it from oh, among yeah, okay. flying, first strike, death touch, hexproof, lifelink, menace, reach, trample, vigilance, and plus one, plus one. Put a counter of that kind on Christine Giant. <laughs> when yes, I, first, I, I love that card. When I first saw this card... I liked it. Ooh, there's an egg. There's a mysterious egg. I got distracted. One for a colorless egg. Whenever this creature mutates, put a plus one plus one counter on it. That's kind of neat. It is neat. Anyway, Christine Giant. (laughs) When I first read this card, I also liked it. I think I like it less now than I did when I first saw it. Yeah, coming like thinking about it more, I don't like it as much either. Yes, uh, because you have to choose a random ability from among 10 things um and that right there is uh uh where the problem starts because uh this if you're going to play this in paper uh you need to have like a like a d10 on you and not everyone has a d10 on you um if all you have is a d6 uh it's going to complicate things if all you have if you don't have any dice at all it's going to complicate things because you need to be able to choose one thing from among 10. And once you choose that first one thing among 10, you need to choose your next thing from among 9. So then suddenly your one number on the d10, uh, you have to re-roll if you roll that one number. Chances of doing that are slim, but still. Uh, and again, if you only have d6, uh, uh, you only go up to 6 or you're up to 12. So picking something at random is going to be a pain in the ass. Marking what kind of counter it already has is also going to be a pain in the ass. I would assume that we're going to get uh, those uh, perforated punch-out cards in the in the boosters uh, that have all the different kinds of counters on them. I will also be 3D printing tokens or counters. Oh, there you go. Say. That'll be cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. See? Yeah, that's cool. That makes this a lot easier because then you just put, if you have one of each of those, you put them in a bag. And you just draw one out randomly. That makes the process a lot easier. But not everyone has access to a 3D printer. That's and not everyone point. has access to someone with a 3D printer. Yep. Um, so I think this card is, in paper, going to slow things down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and people need to be really, really, really careful about how they do this. Uh, get a pen and paper, friends. Um, is that a Mecha Godzilla Crystalline Giant? Holy crap, I haven't seen that before. 
Now that's cool. If you're going to play space, Christine space Giant, Godzilla? play Mechagodzilla, Christine, whatever. Whatever it's called. <laughs> that's not the coronavirus Godzilla, is it? No, that's a different one. This is oh, like, okay. this is Mechagodzilla. He's got he's got like like uh Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking War space machine Godzilla armor on with uh the the corona corona blast. Yes. <laughs> which is also which is also a fun card. Right. I would uh suggest hanging on to your copy of Corona Blast uh Godzilla oh, yes. because now that they're changing the printing of it, uh the Corona Blast is going to be uh, not only not only just a meme, but it'll probably be <laughs> worth something. Don't they have Corona Blast at yes. Taco Bell? <laughs> I'd like one of those Corona Blast Mountain Dews. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, Christian Giant in paper is gonna be a pain in the ass. On arena, it's going to be fine. Um, which when I started thinking about it in terms of arena, uh, that annoyed me a little bit too, uh, because Christine Giant just points towards arena becoming more like Hearthstone than anything else, uh, becoming more like Hearthstone and taking away from the magic aspect of it. That's an Um, interesting point. Yeah, because Hearthstone, they do stuff with random things all the time and it doesn't matter because it's a computer doing it. Um, anyway, that was my little spiel on Christine Giant. I liked it at first, but the more I thought about it, the less I did. It's not, it's not a bad card by far. It's still a really good card. Um, it's just going to be a pain in the ass to play with in paper. If you're going to do it, get some, get a pen and paper and just write whatever it has on it. Uh, and just be careful while playing it because it's going to be really easy for those counters to fall off, like, physically. And you have to remember which has which if you're playing with more than one. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, and I was thinking, too, uh, one of the other cards that uh, popped into my mind that, you know, uh, TJ, I think you and I had a conversation. I think it was before Schnell jumped in that day uh, is is Netherborn Altar. So this is an artifact for one in a black and you can tap it to put a soul yes. counter on Netherborn Altar. Uh, and then put your commander into your hand from the command zone. Then you lose three life for each uh, soul counter on Netherborn Altar. I don't know. I, I We were just talking, like, I'm not sure off the top of my head who I'd use this with, but it seems like it could be an interesting card. I was I was saying that about uh, uh, the, the mana ref- reflector. I don't know what deck I would put that in immediately, uh, simply because... Yes, I get the activated abilities of every land on the battlefield, but I want to make sure that my lands are the ones that are doing cool things, so I'm not relying on my opponents to be doing cool things. Netherborn Altar is a card that I am extremely torn on. It is a good card. Uh, You're taking your commander from your uh, uh, command zone and putting it into your hand, which is getting around commander, uh, which is getting around the commander tax. Mm -hmm. Yep. and losing life to do so is going to be okay the first couple of times you do it. Uh, Netherborn Altar is going to be a good card if you're casting your commander multiple times in a game. Um, that being said, all it does is put your commander into your hand from your command zone. That's the only thing that this card does. <laughs> yeah, it's um, garbage I, outside of that one use. It is. It is. Uh, and I also don't like cards that are that reference the command zone in any way um because this this is going to fall right into line of of uh every deck that has more than one color has to run command tower because you're an idiot if you don't 
every black deck has to run Netherborn Altar because you're an idiot if you don't. Um, the more the more of these cards, and I'm sure I've said this before, but the more of these cards that they print that reference the command zone um, and give you an edge uh, for doing things with your command zone, the more it's just quote unquote the right thing to do putting this in your deck. Uh, and if you're not, uh, you're behind the people who are putting it in their deck. <laughs> um, an argument could be made that there are better cards than Netherborn Altar, uh, which would take up that one card slot, and that's fine. Um, uh, the the ability to play, uh, the ability to get around command hacks is a is a big thing though. Uh, uh, I just said command beacon. Command beacon is a land that does the same thing. You sacrifice command beacon to put your commander from your command zone into your hand. Um, I had one copy of that, uh, and I've never I never found a home for it up until I built my Corval deck. Um, and that fits right into Corvold because I'm sacrificing lands in that deck to do stuff uh, and getting those lands back from my graveyard. So I might as well sacrifice a command beacon to put Corvold into my hand, getting around any commander tax, uh, and then just replaying that card from my command or from my graveyard when I need to do it again. Um, it seems unfair, uh, but I had the card available to me, and uh, I mean, why not use it? Honestly, why not use it? Uh, same thing with Netherborn Altar. Uh, if, if, if you're black, if you care about artifacts, or if you just cast your commander zone or commander a million times in a game, why not use it? This gets around it, and you're sacrificing life. You're in black. You can gain all that life back. Why not? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, okay, so we're starting to run up on time here. So um, I don't know if you guys want to. If there's, uh, you know what, we didn't even teach. Have we done what you said? You had to teach us be bitching all planned out. Do you know? <laughs> did you do your bitching already? Did we miss? I did not. Like, okay. So let's so do that. What are you bitching not. about? Let's not. No. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. The whole the whole purpose of 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 the teaches be bitching segment in my mind, and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if I've actually ever pulled this off in a previous episode yet or not. But the idea is um, I don't want you guys to know what I'm going to bitch about this week. I just want it to come up naturally in conversation and then take over the podcast with okay. my bitching completely out of nowhere. That's that's fair. Um, the thing I wanted to bitch about didn't come up. I don't want to force it in. That's fair. The end. So that's fair. Uh, I've, got, I've got nothing that I really want to bitch about if this topic doesn't come up. Uh, but if we are running up on time, uh, I know there are a few other things I would like to talk about real quick. What about you yeah. guys? Yeah, same here. All right, well, you go ahead, Nelson. I'll try to okay, rant about Netherborn Altar. There's just uh, one more card that I wanted to bring up that I thought was pretty cool, um, and I think we're all in agreement on this, maybe. Um, is is uh, Zaxara the Exemplary? So this is from the Saltai deck. Um for one in Saltai, you get a Nightmare Hydra that's a 2-3 with Death Touch. You tap it to add two mana of any one color. And whenever you cast a spell with X in its mana cost, create a 0-0 green Hydra creature token, then put X plus one plus one counters on it. Uh, I think this card's pretty neat. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, that card is neat. Uh... I, I know I've heard I've heard talk. I haven't seen one in person, but I've heard talk about people who like to play like uh, X tribal. Um, X tribal can be stupid powerful, especially correct. just like 
not trying to optimize it at all, but literally just searching for, hey, all the cards that reference X and benefit X. It yep. gets out of hand it's very, one of those very decks. quickly. Yeah. Like my like my Oros the Avengers deck, uh, it's not a good Planeswalker deck in the scale of Planeswalker decks, but the fact that it is a Planeswalker deck means it's a lot better than it looks like on, uh, on the surface. <laughs> Uh, and it's just a blast. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was the last card that I wanted to talk about. Uh, just one of the new ones that I'm excited for. And I think is, is interesting. I, I just really like the design of the card. I think it's cool that you can tap it for mana. I think that it's cool that it is death touch. And I think it's cool that it, um, you know, poops out X creature tokens. Um, you yeah, know, when you either. when you cast something with X in the casting again, cost, so poop, just a neat little card that uh, I'm I'm really excited for. Yeah, Chanel, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I'm I'm torn on the whole uh, Godzilla set of cards. Like, I think it's kind of a dumb promotion, and as somebody who obsessively tries to collect all copies of all things. It's just here's a longer list of shit I need to try and get. Granted, yep. I want I want Godzilla, I want Rodan, I want all of them because I love kaiju and I love kaiju movies and I I need them and I hate that I need them. That's that is my like five second. <laughs> I never little... thought I'd live to see the. <laughs> I never thought I'd live to see the day that Mothra is printed on a magic card. But oh now my that God, she yeah. is, and Mothra's I need really it. good too. <laughs> Mothra is so good. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, I think there. I think uh, I like that that they um, found a way to make the Godzilla cards playable in standard. By yeah, by just stamping a name card, and the art on it. Yeah, it's it's a much better option than just making a full on. We made Godzilla. Right. Um, I think. Uh, 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 they don't bother me, honestly. Um, it was a neat thing. Uh, we'll see how many times they do this in the future. Um, I think my my biggest thing is um, the the uh, it seems a little not Magic the Gathering to have giant kaiju. Uh, uh, I get kaiju, I are, sense kaiju that, by that definition are entire... already giant, so that's redundant. Idiot. Eh, fair. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I I, like, I agree like, with you though. It's it it feels very out of place, which is part of the reason why I don't like it as much. But I do want and them. I'm, and yeah, and not necessarily the fact that they're Godzilla, uh, but like even 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 the the regular cards in the in the set, like a lot of these mutate cards mutate uh sounds more science fictiony than it does fantasy so it just kind of hits me the wrong way just a little bit not enough to ruin anything for me but uh when i think magic i think fantasy when i think fantasy i don't think mutate uh you could argue that you can use magic to mutate things and and all that stuff i get it i get it it's just something that hits me just a little bit the wrong way but not enough to bother me or make me angry or anything like that that's fair. So, what did uh, what did you want to talk about, Teach? All right. So I've got three things I want to bring up. 
<laughs> and I'll go through them really, really quick. Um, there are three cycles of cards uh, in the command set specifically. Uh, oh, nope, maybe only one in the command set, one in the regular set. Um, and the other one, I guess, is unknown. So I'm, I'm an idiot, don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, the first... The first one I want to talk about uh, is there is a cycle of cards uh, that say, um, there it is. Uh, for example, Flawless Maneuver is the one I'm going to talk about first. Uh, two and a white for an instant. Um, creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. That's okay. If you control a commander, you may cast a spell without paying its mana cost. Yeah, fuck that, that cycle. Is, that is yeah. slightly less okay. Uh, that's again one of those uh, if you're playing white throw this in it's a free card if you have your commander out um, that was the only one uh, that I knew off the top of my head there's a black one three and a black uh, exile target creature if you control your commander you can pay it without paying its mana cost that's super strong um, but again it's referencing your commander it's referencing the command zone um, and not my favorite thing but there's going to be one of those for every single color uh, they all might be out there. I don't know for sure. Um, I think I saw the red one so, earlier, but I don't remember exactly what it does. I just remember again getting pissed off. I think you're right. I think I think uh, I think the red one is out there somewhere. Um, so that was the first one I wanted to talk. Bleh, the first one I wanted to talk about. The second one I wanted to talk about is a cycle that I like uh, at the very least simply because of the art, and that is the Mythos cycle. Yes, uh, five cards. One uh, for every wedge. Uh, all art is done by uh, the brilliant Seb McKinnon. Go check them out. I'll read the white one here. Mythos of Snapdax. Two and two white uh, for sorcery. Each player chooses an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker from among non-land permanents they control, then sacrifices the rest. If black-red was spent to cast this spell... You choose the permanence for each player instead. Um, that's really strong. A four mana spell, if you pay black, red, white, white, uh, you get to do a selective board wipe where you get to keep your best things and everyone else uh, keeps their worst things. Uh, and that's really super strong. I think the first one that I read was the black one, uh, which requires you to, to pay... Green white, yeah, here it is. Mythos of uh, uh, Nethroy. Uh, destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature, or if green white was spent to cast this spell. Um, that's a uh, uh, slightly different than the other one because if you only pay uh, uh, two and a black, uh, you get to destroy a creature. If you play a green, a white, and a black, you can destroy anything. Um, that was the first one I saw. I didn't like it that much. Um, uh, simply because I don't like being uh, uh, forced to pay these colors if I want to get a big, you know, if I want to take full advantage of it. Um, it just seemed like uh, in, in standard... It's a, it's a magic card with in-game DLC. <laughs> yes. That's a good point. I like that. I, <laughs> I like that. I like the way you phrase that. Um, in standard, it should be fine. This this can go in uh, uh, in limited. This is going to be good. Destroy a creature for three mana. That's pretty good. Um, but in commander, like you can only play that card if you're playing a, a an Abzan deck. Um, so 
uh, and you're either destroying a creature or you're destroying a permanent, and it's fine in the Abzan deck. It just feels a little weird getting locked in like that. But then I saw the white one and thought that's going to fit really good in my Mardu Planeswalker deck. Uh, so that brought me around on the cycle. I haven't seen all of them again, um, but those are definitely cards you should uh, uh, look at if you like playing very specific three-color decks uh, in Commander or uh, just in limited in general. It seems like these cards seem to be pretty good there too, uh, but they are rare, so um, I do like those. And the last thing I wanted to bring up is something we haven't seen yet in the set, and I'm intrigued to find out more about this. Um, there is a cycle of lands coming uh, that we don't know what it is. Uh, we only know that it is a cycle that has started uh, that has not currently been completed and will be completed in the set. And usually that means we have a cycle of allied colored lands that do something. Now maybe we're going to get the enemy colored lands, which would make sense because this is a, a, like a wedge-focused uh, uh, set here. So if we're doing anything with enemy colors, um, we're going to get a, a cycle of lands that gets completed. What that cycle is, we don't know yet. Uh, so I'm, in, I'm interested in, in, in learning about what that is. Um, but for me, what I would like to see is uh, wedge-themed panoramas. Because we have the, 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 Ooh, yeah. the panoramas from the Shards of Alara block. But those all do. Uh, those are those are lands. If you're unaware, that tap for colorless on their own, or you can pay one mana and tap them and sacrifice it to search your library for one of three specific basic lands. Uh, but we only have five of them for the the shards colors. Uh, we don't have the wedge ones, uh, and I think it would be cool if we got some wedge panoramas. I didn't even think of that. That's I, I like that. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, or it's just going to be a, a, a dumb, I shouldn't say dumb, or it's just going to be a cycle of, of enemy colored things we haven't seen yet. Uh, but I think, uh, for my money, uh, it would be pretty cool if they were panoramas. Um, or layers even. Layers was another one. Uh, oh, yeah. Lands, uh, like old cards where they, they, they're, they're tri-lands. They tap for one of three colors. Uh, they enter untapped, which is pretty cool. Uh, but when you when you play them, you have to return a land to your hand that's not a layer. Uh, so you're putting a, hand, uh, a land back in your hand, but then you get a land um, that can tap for any three colors that you might need. Were they all dragons too, or am I yeah, just thinking was, that uh, because the first one that comes to my mind is Croesus? Yeah, they were, like Treva. Yes, they were. Okay. Um, so I don't know necessarily what they would be named after here. Uh, uh, like Godzilla's <laughs> Godzilla's <House> lair. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see what those what those lands are going to be. I think those are going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm excited to see uh, what that's going to be, and just to see you know what's going to come out over the next couple of days. Because uh, today's what the fifth, and they said they're doing spoilers through the tenth, I think. So we still have a decent chunk of spoilers that are coming through. Yeah, so they're, I'm, they're, I'm excited to see what else we're going to see. They're kind of crushing all the previews in kind of tightly. Um, I think due to the uh, the corona thing, they want to keep people's interest. So they're just going to smush them all together. Usually we have to wait two weeks. This has been smushed together into like a week and a half. So it's not too much quicker, but it's still quicker. 
Yep, I, I completely agree. Uh, and like you said, it's a way to kind of generate interest in the fact that, you know, at least in the Americas, I know some places in Asia are different, but our pre-release for this set, uh, well, I should say for the, the core set, Ikoria, and for the commander set um, that's coming out in conjunction, have been pushed back to, what, May for now, right? I think yeah. May 15th like that, yeah. or something like that sounds right. And that's even if, you know, um, well, and we probably won't be done allowed with to lockdown. do it then, you know? Yeah. But pre-releases right. are, right. uh, so, pre-releases are take home events now from your, uh, LGS. Nice. Yeah. That's well, that'll be fun. I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, normally, normally when you buy a pre-release pack, you have to play in the event. Now Wizards is going, yeah, if you just want to buy the buy the thing and leave, you can. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Which I know some stores yeah. allow people to just buy the packs and leave anyway. Now Wizards is like, yeah, you weren't supposed to do that, but it's cool. It's cool now. <laughs> now that we don't have a choice, um, that's fine. We'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah. If we trick cool. all our players together and uh, they get sick and die, I mean, that won't be a game anymore, so... <laughs> yeah right exactly we can't kill our player base so <laughs> uh well that seems like a good spot to wrap it up uh we'll we'll end it there we'll be back next week and probably talk about all of the spoilers that we didn't get to talk about tonight um thank you guys for talking some some commander and some icoria with me uh sounds like you know everybody's excited i'm sure everybody listening is excited it's always fun when new sets come out and it's always uh, especially fun when commander christmas hits and this year it hit pretty early compared to past years um but again thank you guys for listening to the show make sure you tell a friend rate review subscribe you can find us on itunes google play podbean stitcher iHeartRadio, essentially anywhere you consume your podcasts you can find us check us out on our social channel on facebook uh just search at homebrew magic you'll find the podcast page and our community there and as we always say don't drink and scry stay healthy